Hi there, you're listening to the Spirit Room Podcast with me, psychic medium and mentor, Melissa White. This show is for developing mediums, budding intuitives, and those who just find themselves curious about spirit and the afterlife. I'll share my experiences with you working with spirit as a professional medium for over a decade. I'll also interview people that I find brilliant and fascinating and provide you with some insight into how you can live this life to the fullest, knowing that there is so much more available to us than what meets the human eye. So I invite you to sit back, relax, enjoy, and let's just see what spirit has in store for us today. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the Spirit Room Podcast. I'm Melissa White, your host, and I'm so pleased to be here today with a really beautiful and special guest. Her name is Allie Levine, and she's a certified breathwork practitioner, intuitive stylist, and transformation expert. She helps take our clients from their breakdowns to their breakthroughs, embodying all they are through their soul's purpose. Using her signature methodology of the Allie Method, She helps you shift from your lower vibrations to higher states of consciousness through the breath and certain exercises, meditations, divine coaching. Allie holds space and facilitates um, your shifting, your awareness, and even your own healing. She will help you step into surrender and awaken to your best self. So breathe, embody, surrender, transform. She's also the founder of the app Breathe and Be which takes you from being plugged into the matrix to awakening and allowing you to come home to yourself at a soul level. So welcome, Allie. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Yeah, it's a pleasure. It's a pleasure. So let us know where you're calling us from. Yeah, I am in Tennessee, right outside of Nashville. And yeah, I'm, I'm so excited. We've been uh, in connection for a long time and I'm excited to get to be here with your guests and listeners. I have to tell you most, I don't know if you see, it's one eleven on my clock right now. I'm like, oh, angel numbers. <laughs> it's eleven eleven for me because of the time difference. So it's perfect. <laughs> right? I was going to say, I, I saw that and I was like, oh, look at that. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm calling in from Tennessee and I'm just excited to have this conversation with you. Definitely. And I mean, I feel like it's been a few years since you guys have been there. Yeah, it has. We've been here for a few years now. Yeah. So for those that don't know, I was living in California for a a little over a decade, about 11 years, speaking of the 11s. (laughs) Um, And now, uh, yes, I've been in Tennessee. And yes, we've been loving it. And it's been a really nice change and new chapter. And it's really exciting to get to, you know, start new and be in a new space. I remember, I remember when that came up, like the, I don't know if it was exactly, I don't even remember what it was, but we're chatting and it did come up and it's so interesting how that came to be and like everything came together for you guys. So that was amazing. Yeah. Oh, I remember even when we were chatting and doing a reading back many years ago and you said you saw me leaving California and that's when I was like, very much in the thick of it and was working as a celebrity wardrobe stylist. And I was like, oh, there's no way we're moving or doing anything. <laughs> and you were like, I don't know. Like, I see a move. And, and it was funny because you and a couple others, you know, had both, you know, said that. And it was, I was so not open, you know, to receiving that at the time. But, uh, you know, sure enough, um, you know, God already always has plans. And it was very much, like you said, it really just showed up um, in the divine timing and it was the right, you know, move and decision for us. And I'm so grateful. And yeah, it's been exciting to be here. Definitely, definitely. So if we start from the beginning, which I feel like this is such a always like such a broad question, but when would you say your spiritual journey really started? Yeah, I know. I I always love this question because it's true. It's like there's so much to unpack when it comes to this question. I feel like we're everyone uh, who, you know, are on their journey. So I think for me, the beginning beginning was 2013 when my grandmother passed away. And I, as you know, went through quite a bit of grief and, you know, depression and, you know, just truly honestly was lost for quite some time. But I don't think I was actually conscious that I was going through an awakening. I was seeing angel numbers. I was connecting with people like you. My guides were, you know, speaking to me and trying to comfort me. Things were coming in, but I wasn't open to it. And it wasn't until probably, to be quite honest, 
2018 when I had my first daughter and then started my whole new journey in motherhood and then went through heavy postpartum depression for those that don't know and all of that that happened, that's when I really honestly surrendered my life to God, um, you know, to my spirit guides, to the universe, to all around me and supporting me and recognized that I was no longer in control. Uh, not that I ever was. <laughs> I thought I was. And I really surrendered, uh, you know, just to, to all of it to allow myself to get out of this um, autopilot that I had been on this rat race that was happening in my life, as well as the heavy postpartum depression. And I think honestly, it came to a place where I was just so burnt out as well as so dark and lost and just did not even know which way to turn, what to do, and no longer could find an excuse or a way to distract myself and keep myself busy. Like I was very much stuck in the darkness and just came to a place where it was like, okay, I have to surrender. There's nothing else I can do here. Like I literally have to just surrender. And I feel like that's when my faith really came in. That's when I found God again. That's when I really went on my spiritual path. And I also recognized for me in that surrendering that I was able to move from the dark to the light because of that surrender. And I also started to be so much more open to practices like meditation and then breath work and all these different things that led me, you know, down this road now of really following my spiritual path. Beautiful. And I do think for it's relatable to so many when it comes to stepping into motherhood and that being such a catalyst for unawakening. I mean, it's, it's, I feel like it's almost impossible for it to not be an awakening just because it's a new beginning in so many ways. And there's also this feeling that everything, everything changes. And so it, it makes perfect sense that it, that is sort of like a, I think a starting point for lots of people. I know it was for me too. Yeah, I think that's a really good point. And I think, you know, another part to that is like, we don't really have those conversations before we become moms. Like no one really says to us, you know, you know, you may go through a spiritual awakening, you know, you may completely lose yourself and not even know what's going on and who you are. You know, you are literally carrying another life. Like you are the sacred divine portal to this being. Therefore, you know, so much more is coming into your vessel, I believe. So much more is being received. Like there's such a shift just from the moment you become pregnant. And then when you actually give birth, right? It's such a transformative process. And then, of course, for so many, unfortunately, like for was for me with my first birth, it's so traumatic. And then that trauma then brings also, I believe, like you said, that catalyst as well as an awakening because of all that you go through in your body and your mind and your spirit. And so, yeah, there's so much to it when it comes to motherhood that I agree with you. It's almost like, how could you not have one? And then I find it interesting when I see mothers who really uh, kind of ignored that and pretended like that didn't happen. I watched them actually suffer way longer later on because they kind of ignored that awakening that was happening because they didn't want to deal with it because they didn't want to surrender, right? And this was a major part of my journey in the postpartum depression was learning how to surrender and trusting that I really had to mourn the old self. I had to let go of all the old parts of myself. As I know many people like to say the ego death, it definitely was for me. It was like this whole ego of Allie and who she had been before she was a mother. And trusting it all to go and letting go of all those pieces in order to move into a whole new version of myself and honestly a more fulfilled version of myself and an actually, I don't like the word balance, but harmonious version of myself that was mind, body, soul, where I had kept everything so separate before in my life, it was finally all coming together. But I know for those that go through that journey or even listening and maybe in that journey now, one, I know it's not easy to surrender and two, also, when you're in it, like the thought of letting go of the old you that you've been so comfortable with and the thought of like letting go of who you were is scary. It's overwhelming. And it's like, well, I don't want to do that. Like I, I know who that person is, even if I'm struggling with that person, like I know that person. But I just want to say to anyone like, you know, that it could be experiencing that whether it's postpartum or not, change is on the other side. The light is on the other side, but you have to be willing to shut it all, to let it go, to shift and move forward. That's so true. And it is scary. And I do think surrender, you know, it keeps like everything I do, everything I um, experience, everything that I teach, it comes down to surrender. But you're so right in that it isn't an easy thing. No. Like it's, <laughs> it's so painful. 
And I think it's so it's so major that sometimes it's like these little these little surrenders one after the other that kind of leads you to it and then other times you hit this place where it's it's a point of like I guess sort of like spiritual rock bottom where you're just feeling like something has to give and so I think it can be dramatic like that for some people and other people it's more like bit by bit but eventually you know eventually it does and with me postpartum both times it was postpartum anxiety for sure. Like that was on like a, such a, a grand scale that it that did lead me to actually seek like spiritual development because I I literally didn't know what else to do. I was just at my wit's end. So I really I really relate to that. Yeah, and I think so many can right. Like it's like when you're at your wit's end and you're like, okay, nothing like of this world is working right now. Like there's got to be something more, right? But that's how we're designed, right? Like I believe, and I know, you know, you feel the same. It's like we, we, we come from God, from source. And so it's like when you go on that, you know, path and you step into that, you actually start to recognize like, oh, I'm coming home to myself. Oh, I'm actually finding out who I am and all these pieces of me. And maybe there's parts of me that I didn't even know were here because they were so buried in all the anxiety and in the depression and all these things that were being suppressed from what I was going through. And now I actually get to find these pieces of me and how beautiful is that? So yeah, I mean, I resonate deeply with that because I know with my journey, like as I started to peel back the layers of the onion and started to really get to know myself on a deeper level, I was like, oh, not only did I not deal with this, but then I also didn't allow myself to have joy from this. And then you know, this trauma came up and I feel like it's like all this unearthing, but we as humans, obviously, as you said, we don't want to go through the surrender. And we also make it, I think, I know for my journey, I made it really hard at first. I didn't allow the surrender. I continued to like make stories and be in victim mode. I continued to pretend like everything was fine. And of course, anyone listening, like there's no judgment, uh, you know, or shame in that. It's just understanding that like once we have the self-awareness and we start to move forward into the spiritual path, things do start to shift. But when we keep ourselves in the suffering of the stories and the comfort zone and the victim, that is where our suffering continues and we get buried. Oh, 100%. It's so true. You know, and that's, that is so, I think, universally human, you know, we all kind of can go there and then it is that that shift you know that that huge shift what about like coming out of the spiritual closet like did you feel like <laughs> any resistance from like anyone in your life oh my gosh I think I dealt with resistance from everyone <laughs> <laughs> okay so you um, can yeah so you can relate to that like that is a hard it's a hard thing to do I think it is because unfortunately in my humble opinion we are so plugged into, you know, this matrix, this, you know, world, this program, and we're told, you know, these are the things that we can achieve. We're told these are the things that we can have. These are the way you're supposed to live your life. And this is the only way. And so then when you start to explore outside of that, people look at you like you're crazy and you feel crazy. Like when you're going through an awakening, I know for me, I felt insane. Like I was like, what is wrong with me? Why is everything not resonating? Like that was a big one for me of coming out of the spiritual closet. It was like nothing was resonating. Nothing felt good to me anymore. Everything I had enjoyed before was no longer making me joyful. Everything that I felt like I knew the truth to was no longer the truth. Like everything shifted and it was like, wait, what? Am I in a dream? What's happening? <laughs> you know? And then you add on top of that of your own awakening and your journey and you having such a perspective shift and everything changing, then you add in the people around you who you love and you care for and you respect looking at you like you're crazy. And then you're like, wait, what? And they're like, what are you talking about? You know, I know like with, you know, family and friends, it was like, you know, okay, you're talking like a lot about things you see and angel numbers and this and that and the other thing. And it was like, yeah, that's great. But like, I'm like, I can't help it. Like now I see it everywhere. I have to point it out. Like there's angel number, you know, here's this. Oh, I just saw an orb. Oh, look at this. Like look at the light. Wow. Look at that. Like, and to me, it's like exciting and it's fascinating. And it's like, oh yes, I want more. But then for some people, right. Who aren't there or aren't ready they don't want to see it and it almost like triggers them and it like makes them upset, you know, and, and they actually look at you like, not only are you crazy, but it's like, please don't 
talk about that. And then I think a huge part of my journey with that too was like understanding this process of going through, like in the beginning, I was so angry that people like wouldn't let me share this beautiful, like new way I was seeing life. And then it went from being angry to then actually being like sad that people weren't receiving it and that they weren't getting to experience the beauty I was and have this consciousness shift. And then finally I came to a place of it was like, okay, I have to really like practice what I preach. Like there has to be compassion and empathy and understanding that like every soul is their own soul and they go through their own journey. And this is hard, right? Because I know even with my own family, like I am the black sheep hands down in my family. And, you know, and I say that with love because I used to get so triggered by everything that like I would, you know, share with them and they wouldn't receive. And I used to be so mad about it. And now I finally come to a place where I'm like, you know what, this is who I am. And if, if this is, you know, the family I chose, which I believe in our soul contracts and they chose me, then there's something to be learned here. There's something to be shared, even if I don't know what it is. And I need to embody that. And I need to surrender to the fact that they're not in this space. And maybe one day they will be, and maybe one day, you know, they won't be like, I have to accept that that's where it is. And I can plant seeds and I can share but that's all I can do. I, the forcing is not a way to go about a spiritual awakening. I think that was nothing else I want to share is like in the beginning of my journey, I wanted to wake everybody up. Like I wanted everybody to be awake. I want to tell everybody, oh, see this? Do you see this? This is corruption. You know, do you see this? They're not telling us the truth. Do you see this here? There's more to this than you understand. Like every which way I wanted to wake people up. And that was a huge part of my surrender was like, oh, okay, no, I have to stop trying to wake people up. I have to actually embody this. I have to actually show this and show up this way. And then people actually start receiving it more. People actually start getting curious about why things have changed in my life, why I actually seem, not just seem, I am happier, why I have more harmony, why my life has changed completely. And, you know, you know, a lot of people, honestly, my life have left because they don't recognize me anymore. And I had to also love myself for that too and recognize that that's okay. That's part of my journey. That's part of my growth, my evolution. If I had stayed in the same box, I would have always been around the same people and the same clients and the same everything because I would have kept the same vortex, right? The same energy, the same people coming around. But because I've become expansive and I've changed and I've shifted and it doesn't make it good or bad, it just means that's where I am and many can't resonate with it. I think that was another huge part too, Melissa, to it was like having that love for myself and compassion for the others who chose for us to essentially separate and just say, you know what, we just don't resonate for each other anymore. We're not meant to be in each other's worlds anymore. And that's okay. Mm -hmm. That's so true. And it is a grief, you know, that I think we go through with that. And I noticed that with relationships, friendships, things like that, there were some that just couldn't remain. And like, if I was going to continue to grow, it just couldn't be. And some of it was me making that conscious decision and some of it just fell away like it just was their choice yes how amazing is that by the way like to speak to that like yes you make a conscious choice but then also to you like god the universe all of it shows up when you do and things just happen like you said like more new people come in and people fall off and there's not even a, like a conversation of like i'm leaving your life it's like they just fall off they're just, it just happens yeah, yeah it happens and it is weird like i think that that is hard but then part of it also is so amazing because then when you look around like throughout or even after the fact, you can see how the people who are sort of more, I guess, in alignment or on an energetic match for you at that time, just organically start appearing. Absolutely. It, it's, so, it's so true. They do. All of a sudden, you're like, oh, wait, how did you find me here? How are you following me or whatever it may be? And it's true because mm -hmm. I believe and I know you feel the same. It's like we are energetic beings. So therefore, whatever you know, you are putting out, people are receiving it. And I, I try to explain this, you know, to people even who aren't really in this shift of consciousness, because that's really what it is, right? It's a shift in your consciousness. It's understanding that there are different dimensions and different ways of receiving things and zooming in and zooming out. And when I say that, I've had to even tell people who have had these conversations with me who don't get it. I'm like, look, even if you don't get everything I'm talking about, and you don't register with the fact that we're energetic beings, just think about when you're in a good mood, like, do you attract more good opportunities? Do you attract different people around you that are also wanting to be in that space and that vortex? Like that's the energy. We are, the highest frequency is love. When we are in our highest frequency, our highest being, and we are energetic beings, others are receiving that. So of course things are going to come 
our way. Of course, we're going to feel that. And when we're stagnant and we're stuck and we're contracted and we're in lower vibrations, all of a sudden we might feel more alone. We might feel like people aren't actually reaching out to us. We might actually, you know, decide to go and isolate. And nothing wrong with that when you do that, of course, you know, when you need to go inward and everything. But just speaking energetically, like, you know, we receive that. Even if you're not telling people, I try to explain it like we are (laughs) like these electrical antennas and people receive your signal whether you are doing anything or not, they can feel into your energy of where you are. So that's what you're going to get back. And I've realized that more and more too in my life is like reminding myself of that, even when things are maybe not where I want them to be in business or in family or whatever it may be, holding that space of gratitude, holding that space of love further shifts things and it moves everything else away so much faster than just staying stuck and being like, oh, nothing's changing. I don't know what to do. And and continuing that same story because then you continue to lower your vibration and you get stuck. That's it. It's, it's choosing to not stay. You know, it's like fine to feel all those things and it's human to experience the lows and, and all of that, the frustration, but it's a choice to stay there. And I love that you said too about the feeling because I talk about this with all of my clients. Like we have to feel in order to heal. I feel like that's another really big part of this whole spiritual you know, path for me and awakening is like every time I start to feel something come up, I now allow myself truly to feel it and go through it and then move it through afterwards. Like yesterday, I was just feeling off. I knew I was feeling off. I couldn't place why. And no matter what I did, it was just, I could not get out of it. And I was like, you know what? I'm not going to fight it. I'm just going to allow it. And then last night, I finally got to get in the bath and I soaked and I meditated and I did my breath work and I prayed and I felt myself like cleanse and release it all in that moment in that evening where I woke up this morning like a whole new person, you know, back to my gratitude practices, back to what I was doing. And this is what I recognize too with my work, with breath work. It's like I've learned to embody this work, to really not only practice what I preach for others, but for myself in order to continue to show up in this space. And I think it's so important for people to understand like, yes, you absolutely can shift, but you don't want to get stuck. But at the same time, you also want to allow yourself to feel because when we feel, we heal. And then after we heal, then we can shift, we can move through and we can essentially raise our vibration and keep going. Yes. You can't bypass it. You know, there's there's a sense that, you know, it might in the moment be like a shortcut or feel like a shortcut, but actually it all catches up to you eventually. So there is this like feeling of like exactly what you said of like just allowing it. And really then as you allow it, then you can begin to look at ways to release and and all of that. And so much of it, I think, is so intention based. And so people, I think, sometimes get a bit overwhelmed or they think it's supposed to be more complicated or more difficult to shift or to release stuff. And I, I think like so much of it comes down to your genuine, sincere intention to do so. And then allowing God, allowing spirit, allowing your guides, your angels, the universe to really work with you. And so the minute we stop trying to control everything, I think is that point where we can actually find that healing. But it's it's sometimes like such a roundabout, convoluted way to get there. It is. And I think too, like our society kind of teaches us that, right? It's like climb the ladder, do this in school, do this. Like we're so plugged into like all the things we have to do. We're not taught to be in our being. We're not taught to like feel all the feels. We're always taught to like worry about everybody else, which like don't get me wrong. Of course, other people are important, but it's like I've learned so much in my motherhood journey, just motherhood alone. It's like I have to overfill my cup to be so full so I can show up as a better wife, as a better mother, all the things I need to do, entrepreneur, coach, all the things that I do in my world. And if I don't, then it all falls apart. And it's like, I feel like we're taught so much of the, the, the doing and the, you know, just show up and, you know, just do it, you know, what this person needs you to do, because, you know, this is what they need. And then this person's feelings were about their feelings, but not your own. And it's like, no, 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 no. We have to also continue to work on ourselves and our self-love in order to, to show up in the best way possible for everyone in our lives and, and not bypass any of this and recognize that we're a huge piece of this and that we have this divine intelligence within us actually telling us how to move through, how to feel, right? And everyone, that's going to be different. For some people, they're going to feel so much better when they go for a hike and they go ground outside. Other people are going to feel good when they do, you know, modalities like breath work and are, you know, able to meditate and get into a quiet space. Like there's so many different ways to release. And I agree with you. Like it's not as complicated 
as we make it seem. I think that was part of my journey too, is like I overcomplicated everything in the beginning. And I was like, I have to do this. I have to do that. If I don't do this, then I won't heal. And it's like, no, none of that's true. You can have beautiful, simple practices, but what good is your practice if you don't continue to do it and you don't continue to show up for yourself and bring yourself back? And that's not to say like even me, I fall off too because I'm only human. Like I have moments, like I said yesterday, but it's coming back to that and that surrender that you spoke to and letting go of the control and being intentional about what you're doing to move you into that space and understanding that sometimes just being in the being is so much more important than the doing. Yes. Oh, I, I really agree with that. And it's it's so true. That's a beautiful way to put that. I think most of our listeners are aware of breathwork, but could you explain for anyone that doesn't know what it's about or like how it's helpful to people? Absolutely. Yeah. So breathwork, basically just breaking it down means two things. One, we're deeply consciously breathing through certain exercises to move more oxygen through the body, almost like a bottom-up approach in meditation. You're coming up from the stomach into your chest and moving the flow of oxygen on a much faster scale through. And when I say faster scale, I don't mean it has to be a rushed, fast experience. This is something I've been really trying to break in the breathwork community because I think a lot of people think it has to be a rushed experience in order to get results. You have to breathe so fast and do it so intensely for something to happen. And in my humble opinion, that is not true. That actually can create sometimes more trauma and more bypassing. Listening intently to your body and being aware that your body is the divine messenger and the divine channel and whatever is coming up and moving through using the breathwork exercises, but truly trusting what you feel in that moment and allowing it to regulate your nervous system. When we do breath work, that's exactly what's happening. We're regulating our nervous system. Most of us are in a dysregulated state most of our time because of what we just spoke to with everything that goes on in our worlds. So we don't realize that because we're dysregulated in our nervous system, our emotions are dysregulated as well because our emotions are part of the nervous system. So we're energetic beings. Emotions, I believe, are energy in motion. So if everything is connected and you're dysregulated, well, then guess what? Everything is going to be a fight, flight, or freeze response. Everything is going to come from that trauma space without you even realizing that that's happening. And so when we regulate our nervous system, we move that space from a sympathetic nervous system that I just spoke to, the fight, flight, or freeze, a reactionary triggered response, to a parasympathetic nervous system, which is true homeostasis, which is actually the way we are born in this world. We, we look at a baby and how a baby breathes. They breathe into their belly, into the chest, and out. And even if they're not technically doing breath work, they're breathing in a parasympathetic state and they have a true homeostasis going on in their system. And so it's bringing yourself back to that space. Now, of course, we can't live there 24-7 or we get nothing done. But it's understanding that when you regulate your nervous system and you can calm it, you start to actually receive the effects of your anxiety starts to calm down. You have more inner peace. Your stress levels start to calm down. The cortisol spike starts to lower. You start to be able to actually take conscious breaths. You become the observer of your life versus reacting. I think that was the biggest part of my journey with breath work before I even got certified was just seeing how much more I observed instead of reacting and being triggered about every little thing that would happen and understanding that I could have a response, but it didn't have to be in the moment emotional from this high cortisol space. It could be from an actually regulated space. And that shifted everything for me. And that calmed, you know, my depression, that, you know, calmed my anxiety. Like I said, your stress, your sleep, your sleep is so much better because you're breathing more calmly and your body's receiving it, over time, your gut heals faster. Over time, your immune system gets stronger. Like there's so many amazing, your help strengthening your lungs. Like there's so many amazing things that the body is doing from breath work that it's healing within you. Like I believe, you know, our nervous system is almost like this computer within us that gets filled up with so much junk and so much happening that if we don't clean that out, if we don't release that, it can become ailments in the body. It can 
sadly also become disease. We've seen this with all different, you know, emotions again that get stuck and stored. And so it's all about allowing your body to heal. And so on a little scale, it's like stress, anxiety, depression, better sleep. But then on a much larger scale, how it compounds is what I just spoke to, which is our immune system, our gut, our actual healing, releasing of trauma, and just allowing you to have more inner peace and allowing you to be more evolved and brand new every day because you're regulating your system. And so for me in my journey, this is why I decided to get certified in this work because I truly saw such a soul transformation of myself and continue to, to be honest, as I grow with this because my nervous system feels safe. My body feels safe to be in. Like everything has shifted in my life because my nervous system is regulated. Wow. Wow. And I think when you look around, everybody needs this. Like, I don't know one person who it wouldn't benefit. Well, everyone, I'm like, everyone could take a conscious breath. Like, even if you don't choose to get deep in the journey of breath work, like, I get it. That's cool. It's not for everyone. Like, for me, I'm all about it. I'm all in. But like, even just taking a conscious breath when you go, you know, to the grocery store, but before you drive your vehicle, before you get with your kids, like before you go do a speech, whatever it is, don't you want to come from like the absolute most profound version of you and not a dysregulated version of you? Like, I think we can all say we want to be, like I said, our best selves. And so it's like, yeah, it's breathe, embody, surrender and transform. It can happen that quickly and that shift. It doesn't have to be complicated. Like we said before about spiritual practices, you can make this something that is two minutes a day, three minutes a day, five minutes. That's why I created my app, Melissa Breathe and Be, as you spoke to, because I want everybody to recognize this is something that you can do and make a practice. And it doesn't have to be hard and complicated. You can get on and do a minute. You can do two minutes. You can do three minutes. You can do five minutes, seven minutes, 10 minutes, whatever you have allowed. And then of course I have 20 minutes. I have 30 minutes. I have an hour, but those are for the people who want to, you know, take the deeper journey and and want to be, you know, dedicated in that practice. But I wanted everyone, like you said, everyone can use this, especially now where we are in the world, I believe so needed. So it's like, let's actually thrive instead of surviving. Like we were given this breath to survive. Yes. Like if you don't breathe, you literally die. But instead, why don't you move from survival and thrive and use your breath to do so? And that's what I've seen over and over again with myself, with clients, with my kids. Like it just shifts everything. And I feel it's such an important part of practices that so many are missing. Like they hear breath work and they immediately think these like crazy experiences or going out, you know, into the, you know, woods or whatever it may be. And it's like, don't get me wrong. All that's so much fun, but you could just do it in your car before you drive. You could do it sitting in your living room. You could do it laying in bed. Like this app sets you up to literally just breathe and be, hence the name. It's all about breathing and being in your being. I love that. And I find it comes up in readings, actually, when I'm reading, because most of my clients are women. And I'll say, like, literally, spirit is saying she does not breathe. Like, she holds her breath all day. And I'll say that. And so many clients are like, no, I don't do that. And I'm like, mm. <laughs> they're not even aware that they're they're like clenching their jaw and they're like holding their breath at different points during the day. And spirit comes through to say, like, this is something that can change. And this, by taking like a deep conscious breath, like you're saying, just just even that in one moment can be super helpful and can change a lot. So I think, yeah, to have that you've created the app is so beautiful. And it makes perfect sense that it's, it's a tool that somebody could use and take, be with them. I mean, when are you not with your phone? You know what I mean? It's there on your phone. It's me in your pocket. So if you need someone to help you, you know, be more committed, you know, there's notifications you get daily to remind you to breathe and affirmations just to help you like further feel good when you're breathing. I have affirmations on the app. I have breathing exercises. I have a community where you can share with like-minded individuals. You have progress and tracking. So you can type in how you felt before you took your breaths and then how you felt after. There's journaling. There's all different ways to support you in this. And I love that you said that when you're doing the readings where you're like, she doesn't breathe. I think so many of us don't recognize that. I know I surely did not either. Like I, I don't think I was conscious of the fact that I wasn't actually taking conscious breaths. I was so reactionary. Everything was from such a high cortisol state 
And it's something I work on continuously in my own life, in my own journey. And I think too, when you say like people get, you know, women get frustrated when, you know, when you're reading them and they're like, no, 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 that's not me. Because I think it's triggering, right? Like it's like a self-reflection thing. Like, oh, no, 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 I don't do that. But it's like, instead of being triggered, why don't you use that as a tool to look at and look at that mirror and say, okay, where can I embody this? Where can I allow myself just to take one conscious breath just to see if it makes a difference in that moment where I'm hot and triggered? I guarantee you when you do just that, you're going to be so surprised about how much changes. And then when you make this a practice and you're actually breathing and allowing yourself to regulate your nervous system continuously each day, I promise you, I mean, seriously, in a few days, you will be like, wait a second. What was I getting triggered over? Like things will shift so quickly. And then I believe God steps in and your spirit starts telling you even more. And that divine intelligence kicks in and kicks on. And you're like, oh, wow, I actually know exactly what to do in this moment. And my intuition is guiding me further. And your gifts, like I, I believe, really supercharge from doing breath work because you're you're regulating your vessel to be able to receive all that is already there for you. Yeah, it's not getting so clouded, which people, you know, that is a that is a challenge. Mm-hmm. Um, it's interesting about, especially for our listeners that are developing their mediumship specifically. I find that in mediumship, yeah, spirit uses our nervous system, so we get like super activated um, to do the work that we do. And breath work, I think, would be super important as far as a way to, like you said, regulate and then also find that, like you're saying about the harmonious kind of feeling and being that, you know, we kind of need that, especially if you're going so deep in that connection. So I would I would say, you know, it's a perfect compliment to people who are working, especially within mediumship, but I mean, any any area of life, but especially people who are really having to go deep and really be in that sort of activated um, nervous system. Yeah, well, exactly. And also too, you know, being in the activated nervous system and then regulating, but also like, of course, when you're in mediumship, right, like you're helping people heal and you're helping facilitate just like I do, you know, with breath work. And so- you need to further regulate yourself and allow yourself to reset and release anything that's coming through that you were holding space for that other person, right? And that's also such an important piece to anyone who's in the healing work and helping others heal. Like I believe personally, I'm not healing you. I'm facilitating your healing and, you know, bringing you a safe space. And I know you feel the same. And so it's like when you're doing that, it's like, yeah, I need to make sure one, I'm regulated to come into that space with you, but then also I need to even regulate further after I've done that work so that I can continue to show up and be able to release all I need to, to keep embodying where I am and up leveling and moving through. So yeah, I think there's all different parts of it. And then there's also breath work that activates you, that can energize you like that I have on my app. It's like literally a one minute energizing breath that so many people have told me they do like right when they wake up and they're like, whoo, I'm ready to go. You know, and I'm like, yes, there's so many different types. You know, it's like, there's not one way to breathe. And that's the coolest part is like, guys, it's, it's literally within us. Like it's just having the guidance of how to use these different exercises to calm your nervous system and have more peace and sleep or energize you and get you going for the day or release trauma and fear. Like I have ones for letting go of fear. I have ones for releasing anxiety. Like there's all different ways of breathing and holding and moving the oxygen through to allow the body to transmute and shift you. That's amazing. And I really, yeah, I love, I love that it's such a gift. It's a resource. It's a tool that is there, you know, like it's it's at your fingertips. So that's beautiful. Is there like a technical difference between, or can you tell us about like, say like meditation and then breath work, like breath work, how would you differentiate? Sure. Yeah. It's a really good question. So I love this question because before I got into breath work, meditation was my jam. I still meditate every day, but when I first got into my spiritual path that we spoke to, like meditation, I really believe saved me. Like God healed me and moved me into the light and then meditation saved me. It showed up so profoundly in my life when I was going through such a dark path. And I had such a hard time meditating, to be honest, Melissa, when I you know, first started out, which I think a lot do, because I couldn't get quiet. I couldn't get into the black and, you know, like shutting my eyes, get into like the black uh, screen, if you will, and then move into the white and, you know, into the higher states of consciousness. Like I was having such a hard time until finally, you know, it shifted over months. And the beautiful thing about breath work is that there is no 
trying and willing, once you start breathing, your neuroreceptors in the back of your brain actually start to shut off one by one. And within about, depending on the person, three to five minutes of breathing, they have completely turned off. And so as long as you're breathing, there is no more concentrating. The body is doing the work and your nervous system starts to regulate and you start to actually elevate into those higher states of consciousness just because you're bringing more oxygen into the body. This is why so many people, when they first do this, get a little bit nervous and can get overwhelmed because they'll feel a little tingly. They'll feel a little bit lightheaded. They'll maybe even start to feel like they're floating. There's a lot of different things different people feel. Um, tetany, which is the tingling in your hands and feet and body. All these things are completely normal. And it's because the body is receiving so much more oxygen than it's used to. And it's allowing all the shutoff to happen in the brain. And then therefore you do elevate to those higher states of consciousness of like the data, theta, gamma waves and are actually accelerating very quickly in that moment. And you're not willing the mind and saying, oh, please be quiet. Oh, please get silent. No more thoughts, no more this. Poof, they're gone because you're breathing so deeply. They can't be there. They can't coexist while you're breathing. So that's why I tell my clients when I'm breathing with them, just continue breathing as long as you feel safe and you feel good just continue continue the breath and on my app I you know I I say this in my guidance and when I'm speaking I you know continuously remind you keep going keep breathing you're doing great like because people have to understand you have to get out of the mind and just trust that the more you breathe the more you're going to receive and the mind catches up later and then I've also noticed too now for me now when I go into meditation I can get into meditation so much quicker because I have the breath work and my nervous system is already regulated. And now it's like this beautiful like duality of getting to use both of them and see how much even deeper I go with myself because there's no more of the like, oh, please, I need to get rid of these thoughts or I just need to get quiet. I need silence. Like, no, the body does it for us. So that's the difference is like we use our mind to get into meditation and have to really get quiet and silent and find that. In breath work, the body does it for us just by being regulated and bringing in so much oxygen. And we're able to access those higher states very quickly. So it's quite profound, the shift we have when we, you know, do breath work. Yeah, that is, that is phenomenal. And it's interesting too, because it sounds to me like almost like a different way of inducing like a trance-like state, basically, that we would use sometimes in mediumship, like going into the trance state, which essentially... It's just a very, very deep meditative state, um, but that where we allow spirit to basically come and blend with us and kind of be so close to us. And so it's, I feel breath work would be an amazing thing to experiment with for people who are working in that way with mediumship and trance, because I think it could induce that experience quite quickly. It's a really, it's a really good point. Yeah. I mean, it's true. I've had so many people. It's interesting you say that I've had so many clients and different people who have either attended my full moon circles I do monthly or one-on-one sessions with me or whatever it may be. And they'll tell me, they're like, wow, I went somewhere else. I couldn't tell you where I was, but I went somewhere else or I received a message or my angel showed up or I saw this. And, you know, and so it makes sense what you're saying because it, it's all divine, right? It's all within us. It's all part of us. It's all around us. It's just getting into that and allowing that to actually, you know, come through. So yeah, I mean, it makes sense, especially when you're doing it, you know, when I have clients that are breathing for, you know, 20, 30 minutes, you know, an hour, like you're really, you know, you're, 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 you're there in that space. You're there, of course, in your body, but your mind is no longer operating. It's not telling you the things you need to worry about and do. And I think that's why breathwork showed up so profoundly for me, because long story short, like when I was going through my journey and I finally found the light in the tunnel and I felt good and I was feeling empowered again and found truly authentically who I was, then the world came of 2020 for all of us <laughs> and shook me and threw me, you know, for a loop to say the least. And I was pregnant with my second daughter and I couldn't get my mind quiet to save my life. Like I was trying to meditate. I was trying to find peace. All I could hear was everybody, you know, being fearful of my pregnancy and everything that was going on. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm going to lose my mind. Like, how am I going to get through this pregnancy? Like, there's just no way. And that is what I really believe God showed up so profoundly that I had different people in my life that were seeing what I was sharing and were like, you should try breath work. You know, you were so about meditation. You should try it. And thank God, because at first I honestly wrote it off for anyone listening. Like, I was like, oh, 
I, I just don't get that. Like, what do you mean just breathe? Like I breathe every day. And they're like, no, 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 no. It's, it's conscious breathing. It's not, you know, what you think. And I wrote it off. I'm like, yeah, okay. Just breathe. You know, I really totally wrote it off. And I say that because I want anyone to know that's listening. Like I was there too. And I didn't understand it or believe it until I had my first session, Melissa. And I truly, I, I say this so deeply from my heart. I was bawling my eyes out and I was so grateful for the session I had with this amazing guy, Mac, I couldn't believe like it was just one session. I was already feeling so much lighter. The fear had left me. I had inner peace. I was connecting with my baby again. Like, and it was one session. And I was like, oh my God, how did that just happen? Like how, how did I just go from the state of like, not even knowing how to like get up the next day to, I feel like a new person. Like I feel rejuvenated. I feel safe. I have faith. I'm finding my connection with God. Like immediately, like look, what just happened? And then when I recognized how powerful that was, and I then continued to do sessions and do this work before I became certified in it, I recognized like, wow, there's always noise, right? There's always stuff going on in our outer world, but we get to surrender to our inner world. I don't want to say control because we don't control, but we surrender to our inner world. We allow and we embody in our inner world and we can receive so much more profoundly and deeply. And that's what happened for me. That shift continued to happen so much so that fast forward to uh, Arlie, my second daughter's birth, I had my VBAC, which is a vaginal birth after a C-section for those that don't know. And I had had a C-section my first daughter and I was told, you know, probably wouldn't happen, probably could never be born. I remember that. Yeah. Yes. You remember. And I did. And when I was, you know, in the hospital and everything that was happening with craziness of COVID and all the things, you know, there were riots going on outside the hospital. There was so much happening. Like they were locking down the building. I mean, there was so much happening. And so I say that because there was so much chaos in the outside world. And I was like, if I didn't have breath work, if I didn't have my practices, when it came to being in that moment of giving birth, I don't know how I would have gotten through what I went through. And I had so much inner peace of my birth and everything I was experiencing. And I had so much surrender and trust and knew that God was showing up for me that I really feel like I had an out-of-body experience, to be quite honest, when I was at the end and I was having Arlie because she got stuck for a moment and I started doing my fear-releasing meditation. I started doing my breath work and I got really intentional to speak to what you say about intention and really got quiet, you know, in my space as much as I could being in that, you know, hospital environment. And there she came and it was like, holy crap, that just happened because I connected within. I allowed all that fear, all that noise to shut down and I just got conscious. And once I saw that shift, that was when I decided to get certified in the work because it was like such a game changer for me and a, and a life changing for me. Like I, I had my VBAC, I had a peaceful birth. I was able to go home like 18 hours later. Like it was just everything that I thought couldn't happen happened and then some and I was so grateful that that showed up and and showed me how much more when we surrender and we trust and we get conscious in the body that those things actually happen and can happen can continuously in our lives when we stop controlling and and that really changed it for me like that moment was where I really went from like the wow this is working to like holy shit this is working you know like, you know it was like I needed that confirmation to like really know that like everything I had done brought me to that moment. And that's why I became certified as a breathwork practitioner because I was like, okay, I've been in the celebrity styling space for so long. I love transformation. Don't get me wrong. But like there can be a lot of ego that goes on with all of that. And I came to a space where it was like, this was a soul transformation for me. How do I not bring this work to others to be able to go on this journey and have this transformation if that's what they're looking for? And now I bring it into all of my work. By the way, I don't even know if you know, Melissa, but now when I style my clients, I do breath work with them in their closets and everything they get stuck in with their limiting beliefs because it shifts them even with their wardrobe. Oh my gosh. I love that. And it, I believe that to be so true. Like if that's healing, basically what you've done is you've empowered yourself and now you're helping to empower so many people. And it's like the tool that you found is your that like resonates with your soul so much that of course the the next step is just to continue to share it. Exactly. Embody it and share it. And just like you know, like just like you, like how you love sharing your gifts. It's like I just feel so 
grateful that I get to help facilitate people with their healing with this. And I get to show people like it doesn't have to be complicated and you can come home to yourself through the breath and you can feel good and you can make shifts in your life. And that's why I say breakdowns to breakthroughs because I was there. I was in massive breakdowns and I've learned how to use the breath to take myself from breakdowns to breakthroughs. Phenomenal. Oh, I love it. It's so beautiful. And I'm so grateful that you came and that you shared all of this with me and with um, our listeners. I know that there's going to be so many people that'll be completely intrigued and fascinated by this. So tell us where we can find you. Well, thank you so much for having me. I loved our conversation. And I have to just tell you, I feel like it's full circle for your audience to know. Like when I met you, I was barely open to this world. And you helped me, you know, in that space and 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 connecting with my grandmother and my grandfather and and you know, just so many amazing people in my life. And I, you know, I'm so grateful for that and you know, your gifts and and that opened me up to I think, you know, where I am now. And so it's just funny when we're chatting now on your show, it's like, wow, look at that full circle you know, moment of where I was to where I am now. So anyone who's, you know, listening, you know, wherever you are in your journey, just know you can continue to expand. You can continue to grow and evolve. And I believe that's what we're here for. So you can find me at Alivine Design on all social media, A-L-I-L-E-V-I-N-E Design, no S. Um, I'm on TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, honestly, every platform. I spend most of my time between Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter. It's where I kind of find my connections, but feel free to message me wherever. I have my own podcast called Awakening with Ali. It's been on hiatus. It'll be back this summer. And you can also look up Awakening with Ali on Instagram. My app, of course, Breathe and Be, B-R-E-A-T-H-E. And then either the ampersand sign, or you can look it up A-N-D. And just the letter B is the biggest part to remember. Just the letter B. You'll find Breathe and Be on the App Store and Google Play download it for free. And then I highly recommend you subscribe for all access to get everything I spoke to, which is the affirmations, the breathing exercises, the drifting content, messaging with me, community, progress tracking, all of it so I can support you. I also recently launched Breathwork Challenge that the doors are still open for. I'm not sure when this will air, but um, I will be doing um, more of those, which is breathing with me for 22 days and seeing how you breathe into your best self and how it transforms your life. Um, That is there um, on my social and in my link tree. I can give you my my link, Melissa, where they can find all my socials. And yeah, I mean, and alilavine.com is my website. But if you search Alilavine, you should probably be able to find all the places I am. And if this resonated for you or if you have any questions or want support, please reach out to me. I love to connect with my community. I have a free newsletter where I share as well. And I love to help others who are ready for, you know, their healing journey or are in an awakening because I know how heavy and alone it can feel and it doesn't have to. And you get to really be your best self when you truly awaken. Thank you so much. I mean, just I highly recommend anyone listening definitely check out all of those all of those ways that you can be um, in touch with Ali. And I think we should chat to you like down, like down the road because I do have um, programs next year for medium mentorship, and I would love to chat about the possibility of maybe like some guest teaching or a workshop or something. Yeah, I really, so much fun. I think they would really benefit. So yeah, I just will keep that in mind because I think that would be amazing. Yes, absolutely. Yes, much collaborations to come. That sounds amazing. Thank you so much again for having me. I just love this conversation. Uh, Amazing. Okay. Well, everyone, thank you so much for tuning in and um, wishing you a beautiful rest of your day wherever you are. And we will talk soon. Thanks for listening. If you've enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the show, please share it with others, post about it on social media, or feel free to leave a rating and a review. You can follow me on Instagram at Melissa White Medium or on Facebook, Psychic Medium Melissa White. Thanks again, and I'll see you next time.